You know what camera stores do when they want to announce new arrivals? They hold a launch event. Well, I got to go to one this past week, and I thought it might be fun if we have our own launch event for this episode, episode 81 of the Shut Up Book Life podcast. Welcome to the Shutterbug Life Podcast. If photography is not just something you do, but who you are, this is a place for you. In this podcast, we talk about everything you need to be, do, or have to reach your true potential. Let's celebrate the creative photographer's lifestyle with your host, my dad, Linford Morton. Hi there, welcome to the Shuttlebug Life Podcast. This is your weekly photography lifestyle podcast, and we are building a lifestyle around creating great pictures, building an audience, and making an impact with our work. I'm your host, Linford Morton, and you can call me Lynn. This is episode 81, and we are going to call this the launch event for the Canon 5D Mark IV and the Fujifilm X-T2. And we're going to talk about these two new cameras that recently hit the shelves and a few of my own launch event um, announcements. But in this episode, we look at two long-awaited cameras. So I got an email this week from... uh, a camera store that I've I go to from time to time. It's Unique Photo up in Fairfield, New Jersey, and they were announcing their uh, launch event for the Canon 5D Mark IV and uh, the Fujifilm XT2, which I thought that's kind of cool because these are two new cameras that. Boy, a lot of people have been excited about um, lately. They they both recently released, both um, long-awaited follow-ups to their predecessors, and both are really noteworthy. Not for any one feature, you know. You know, in the past, you would say, "Oh, this one is the 50 megapixel camera," or "This one is the low light killer." This one, but both of these are really cool because. Th- in each, they improve so many little things across the board. Both cameras really ended up being, as a result, really noteworthy, noteworthy, noteworthy upgrades. And so, I was excited when I got when I got the, the email saying that they were holding a launch event. Now, so, so two things going on. You know, the launch event thing first came to. Um, to my consciousness, when Nikon, when the same store, they held a launch event for the Nikon um, D500 and D5. Now, when that happened, Nikon brought down their, you know, their um, technical guys and they had their, you know, little, you know, they had their matching shirts with the Nikon D5, D500 release on these golf shirts. And, you know, they took us into a back room and they gave us a slideshow. They gave it, they told us everything about the camera. 
it was a real dog and pony show. So when I saw this one coming, when I saw this announcement, I thought, wow, this will be fun. I get to, you know, learn a lot more about two new cameras that I've really be that I've really been interested in. But it was it wasn't that kind of a show. They did have reps there from both camera manufacturers. They had both cameras there on hand so you can touch and feel and play with them. You could even bring in your own um, SD card and shoot and pictures and have them uh, um, take them home. I didn't get to do that because some guy in front of me was hogging the 5D Mark IV, quite honestly. He would not put it down. It became quite annoying. Anyway, um, so, you know, th- that was the case. A little, a little, you know, less dog and pony show, but still hands-on and an, a chance to really get to know and see and feel the cameras. So, so you know, th- that's what I went to. Now, for those of you who missed the announcements, um, Canon released uh, uh, the 5D Mark IV recently. Now, this is a follow-up, of course, to the 5D Mark III, which has really been a workhorse for professional photographers. And... Uh, I think they've probably, I don't know, have exact numbers, but they really have locked down a good chunk of the professional, um, the professional uh, photographer's market. In most cases, if you go to a wedding or if you see a photojournalist, chances are they're shooting with a 5D Mark III, quite honestly. And it's because it's a phenomenal camera. And, and with all that it has going for it, believe it or not, Folks were still looking for the upgrade because we've become insatiable in our desire and need for constant upgrades. So the 5D Mark III, which was um, a beautiful camera up until about a month ago, is now obsolete and the 5D Mark IV is out. And so the 5D Mark IV, some of the initial specs, it has a 30.4 megapixel CMOS sensor. It has a new processor, of course, the Digic 6 Plus. Um, one of the one of the big uh, upgrades that this and and every camera now coming out seems to have is 4K video. If you don't have 4K video, it's really just not even worth releasing, um, according to today's photographer. And and that's just a super high resolution um, when when we say f- 4K. Um, it, a new a 61 point autofocus system. The ISO range, ISO range is 100 to 32,000 built in, and it's got built in Wi-Fi and NFC connectivity, so that you can um, enable wireless sharing and control image transfer with your smartphones. Now, here's the thing: there there are a couple things that people are excited about with this camera, and and one is this this um thing. And it's called dual pixel raw. And what it really allows you to do is do some fine adjustments after the image has been taken. And I, I think this is what they're calling Lytro-ish. If you remember the old Lytro, well, not old, but the Lytro cameras that came out a couple years ago, what the Lytro allowed you to do was change your focus point after you took the shot. So you never have an excuse to have an out of focus picture. Well, Canon didn't quite go that far. They, they allow you to do what you can almost think of as micro adjustments, meaning if you are taking a portrait and you miss that eye, 
where you're trying to where you're trying to focus on the eye you missed it and maybe you got the tip of the bridge of the nose you can adjust over just a little bit and refocus after you've taken the shot to now refocus on the eye. So if you miss the shot by just a little bit, you have the opportunity to go back and make an adjustment. The other thing people are excited about with this camera is it's now touchscreen. And it's one of those things that, you know, you think about, you know, I've, you've lived for all this time without touchscreen, but now because we have smartphones that are touchscreen, I think a lot of people are thinking, well, you know, we ought to just logically take our cameras in that direction. Now, I've heard, I've heard discussion on both sides of 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 this point. Rather, with some photographers who don't want touchscreen, they don't want to actually touch the screen by mistake and change something, and others thinking, "Well, this is just an easy way to make adjustments." You know, like. I was talking with one of the guys in the store and he was a videographer and he made a great argument for the touchscreen. He said, you know, that with, with Canon's, with some of Canon's new technology allows you to do what's called rack focusing with precision. Now, if you've ever watched a movie and you've seen the focus point when the, with a shallow depth of field change from one person who's in the foreground to something else that's in the background, and, and you see the focus actually change during the shoot from one point to the other point, that's called a rack focus. So if you see that, let's imagine a soap opera where the villain Dylan is frowning, and in the background, Susan is looking on with great interest and so you'll see Dylan in focus frowning and then the focus will change so that Dylan is not out of focus and you see Susan in the background and now she's in focus looking on with great great interest that's a a rack focus so now so it before when you did that you had to be very precise you had to have Dylan in focus and then you had to actually change you know you know change manually the uh, your focus until Susan was in focus and stop right at the point where she's sharply in focus now with touchscreen you just you touch Dylan's face on the on the back of the touchscreen and he's in focus scowling at the camera and then when it's time to rack focus to Susan in the background you just touch Susan's face on the touchscreen and the camera focuses to her it's it it allows you to do that whole rack focus feature in a very precise way without ever having to worry about missing the other thing for videographers is it allows you to with auto focus continue to to check and change your focus point while you're recording that's a big deal for videographers that now you can track and adjust focus with a moving subject with using autofocus while while the camera is focusing so that's another big deal it increased from six frames per second to seven frames per second. So now you just have a little extra speed for those people who are shooting sports. And uh, I told you already about the built-in GPS. All of that comes at uh, a body-only price of $34.99. So that's the Canon 5D Mark IV. You know, and I think it comes with a kit of a 24 to 105 F4, not the new one, the old one.
Now, the other one that hit the streets was the Fujifilm X-T2. Now, that one has a new 24-megapixel camera, um, new autofocus, um, uh, 324, 325 autofocus points, um, and you can move them around with, the, with a, a new joystick in the back. And the autofocus is supposed to be really good, that it really grabs and tracks your a moving subject very accurately, almost as well as you would expect from a DSLR. Naturally, it includes 4K and the the articulating screen not not only pops up, but it also pops out left to right, so you can pull it out from the side. And uh, I think it goes far enough so that you can do the selfie picture. I'm not I'm not sure about that one. Eight frames per second. It comes with an additional battery grip, which boosts that to 14 frames per second. Dual SD card slots and just a host of improvements. It's uh, you know, the XT1 was really uh, a gr- a wonderful camera, and it was uh, street photographers really loved that one. You'd heard now I should back up and say if for people who shoot with Fujifilm cameras, they're almost a cult unto themselves. And so the the things they complained about most with the XT1 was that it didn't have video, and uh, it just a just minor things, but they all improved in this XT2 upgrade. So now you've got a really powerful camera in in a, a small small ish mirrorless um, body. I say small-ish because for me, once you stick the battery grip on it, it sort of feels like a small SL, a DSLR to me. But you know, hey, it is still smaller than the than the Canon 5D Mark IV. So those are the two big announcements that hit the industry recently, and these are the two cameras that. Uh, that unique photo was announcing in their launch event. So naturally I had to run down there. And while I was there, I got a chance to talk with one of their store supervisors and a really cool guy, Brian Roy. And we got to talking shop about these two cameras. And I said, Hey, you know, why don't you come on and talk with some of my friends on the podcast? And he said, sure, why not? And so I have an interview now with Brian Roy while we t- where we talk a little bit more about both cameras. So we're here at the Unique Photo launch event for the 5D Mark IV and the XT2, Fuji XT2, two cameras that have been highly anticipated. And, and, and Brian Roy... Which one are you most excited about? I, I mean, honestly, I, I am excited about both of them for, for, you know, Canon shooters. This has been a long time coming for this camera. They've got a brand new sensor. They've got a lot of new functionality. Of course, the introduction of 4K video, uh, which, you know, some other companies have been pushing a little bit more. So it's a little bit of a, a little bit of playing catch up, uh, I would say, for the 5D. But they, they seem to be doing an admirable job of it. Um, so I'm excited about that, but definitely, you know, personally, I shoot some Fuji cameras, and I'm really excited about the X-T2. Right? It does seem to be just a real serious advance in terms of their autofocus capabilities, in terms of their video capabilities. Um, it's, it's really pushing 
mirrorless, you know, along with other flagships from them like the Expo 2, into more of the professional realm. Um, I mean, you know, there's always going to be a place for the proper SLRs. I still think the professionals are always going to have those just for... Um, for even if it's not really a huge difference um, for the sake of reliability and having that proper optical viewfinder, but I don't know. It's really bridging the divide. I'm That's cool. So let's go back to the Canon. So yeah, because I know a lot of my friends shoot the 5D Mark III. Sure. Right. So with the 5D Mark IV, what are the reasons they might consider upgrading? Okay. So I mean, with the 5D Mark IV, you're getting. Same autofocus as in the 1DX2, essentially. Um, you're getting a higher resolution sensor, but one that doesn't compromise, uh, you know, high ISO for that higher resolution as, as did, you know, uh, honestly, like their 5DS, 5DSR, you know. Those are crazy high resolution, but they did sacrifice certain things in the way of, you know, some video functionality, obviously, and also in terms of high ISO and, and, uh, and, and, didn't really offer quite as much in the way of dynamic range as I think a lot of people were probably hoping for. So I think with this new sensor, you know, as a dual pixel technology, um, and uh, you know, from from all accounts that I've seen, much better high ISO. It's, uh, it seems to be a pretty good, uh, pretty good one for them. Who do you think it's for? Like when you think of, of photographer profiles, who, who would the 5D Mark IV be aimed at? I mean, definitely professionals. I mean, uh, you know, your 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 wedding and event uh, photographers. The workhorse, uh, you know, huh? Yeah, it's, it seems to be a proper workhorse. Um, I mean, I'm sure you know as. Uh, as they do with each successive generation, it seems Canon is aiming more and more at, you know, video shooters as well, so I'm sure that'll be a big market. Um, I mean, uh, it is a little bit disappointing, I might say, uh, with the amount that they have to crop on the uh, on the video. I think it's a 1.7 crop, if I recall, when you're going into the 4K video. Um, so I don't know how people are going to react to that in terms of lens selection. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think it's, it's an exciting product. Cool. And then back to the X-T2. So everyone's thinking, well, you hear a lot of people talking about the, the mirrorless as a, a lighter alternative. Sure. And when you start putting some of those, you know, the battery grip and lenses on there, it feels like we're, we're back into... DSLR range, right? Well, until you actually compare it side by side to a DSLR. Okay. If you're comparing it to a kit like a 5D, you know, Mark IV or what have you with the 70 to 200 on there. Oh, sure. I mean, that's that's definitely, uh, you know, especially once you get into that realm of the long professional zooms, it's it's no contest. Um, I mean, you're definitely looking at something that's much lighter weight. You're also talking about cameras that can can shoot significantly quicker as well. I mean, the Mm -hmm. X-T2 in boost mode on that with the grip, you're talking about 14 frames per second. Wow. 14 frames per second. Wow. It's, it's That's ridiculous. half a video. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's absurd at full resolution, you know? So, and you're talking about, you know, finally ha- having mirrorless get to the point where with the on-chip face detection autofocus that, um, that it is competing with proper DSLRs in terms of um, tracking autofocus, you know? I just saw a video the other day comparing the Nikon D810 to the X-T2, and the X-T2 actually seemed to have uh, more successful shots in a tracking situation at a horse race. So, wow. I mean, uh, it's come a long ways, and, and you know, it's 
it's all the better, uh, I think, you know, because that was one of the things that Fuji was often struggling with compared to other mirrorless like Sony and what have you, was that autofocus performance. So, so does that take them out of the, you know, having this camera aimed at casual and street photographers to more professional-ish kinds of a... Definitely. I would definitely say so. I mean, a lot of professionals had already taken to Fuji in the way of some of their X100 series uh, bodies um, just for the sake of, of loving the colors, loving mm -hmm. the traditional tactile feel of all the controls and just the directness overall of the camera. But I feel um, with these with this latest generation and the new sensor, professionals are finally getting the resolution that they're looking for, the weather ceiling, the speed, and the responsiveness that they're looking for. Uh, in addition to having those things that Fuji was already strong with, things like the uh, you know the great color rendition and all of their uh, all of their great film simulation routes. Yeah, going from the XT1 to XT2, from what I've heard and read, it's it's sort of like a lot of incremental improvements that overall the sum of it, it, you know, becomes really a significant upgrade. Exactly. Fuji's never been one of those companies that you can just look to one thing and say like, oh, this is the, the new, uh, you know, uh, the new crazy new feature, you know, they 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 really think about the camera as a whole, and they also listen to their consumers a lot, which is mm -hmm. something that, frankly, you don't you don't get from a lot of companies. Um, so, in in that, I, I mean to say, um, things like firmware upgrades, you know, Fuji, you know, two even sometimes you know three years down the road, they'll still be coming out with firmware updates for cameras. So they're continually improving the functionality, and and they don't believe in just kind of letting the consumer buy one camera and then you know half a year goes by and then and then you have to buy the new one. Right. You know they do believe in, in a camera that's going to last the consumer for a considerable amount of time. What about lens selection on on the Fuji? Lens selection on the Fuji, honestly. I would say outside of uh, Micro Four Thirds, of course, because Micro Four Thirds has both Olympus mm -hmm. and Panasonic, both making lenses, I would say Fuji is easily the most well-fleshed-out um, uh, system. I mean, they, they, I guess they could maybe still possibly use uh, some, some longer prime telephotos or something like that, or, or you know, I mean, but it's, it's really once you get into the niche that, that they don't really have covered. But in terms of primes, I would put their range of primes against any of the other companies right now. And, uh, and their zooms are fantastic, you know, all, all, all weather sealed, many with really great stabilization. So a lot of people don't realize that Fuji has actually been making lenses for the broadcast and cinema industry for decades upon decades. Okay. So Fuji has a strong history of making both cameras and lenses. Uh, even with the Hasselblad H system, Fuji mm -hmm. made the vast majority of lenses for that system. Oh, wow. So, I mean, Fuji is definitely no okay. joke. They are okay. forced to be reckoned with. They've just <laughs> okay. been a little bit under the radar quiet. for a while. Right. Very good. Anything else, that, you know, we ought to know about these if we're con yeah, I mean, considering? Uh, well, I mean, best I would say is, you know, especially if, uh, if you're local around here, come and check them out for yourself. I mean, you know, we, we always have uh, both cameras here for rental as well. Uh, so we're just uh, excited to show it to you. Awesome. Now, Unique Photo, do you sell online as well? We do. We sell online. We sell How would someone phone. find you? We sell in person. You can find us at uniquephoto.com. Uh, so that's definitely a great resource. Uh, you can also um, uh, reserve uh, your rentals on there. You can upload photos to our photo lab on there. We also have a great series of classes over here as well and lectures. We do meetups 
ups all the time. So right. we're, we try and cover all bases here when it comes to educating the consumer about photography. Yeah, you've been a great resource. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Anytime. Well, thanks to Brian Roy for that interview. Um, he was, it was really gracious of him to to stop and talk with us and share his insights with us and really uh, impromptu. And uh, I just sort of put him on the spot and asked him to do it. And he was he was kind enough to to agree. So really appreciate that. Appreciate unique photo and their hosting of the launch events, which is a, are great opportunities for for photographers to get in there and see and touch the new cameras as they hit the market and actually talk to to reps from the the camera manufacturer themselves and uh, and just learn more. So it's uh it's it's a service that I I certainly appreciate it as I know other photographers do. Now I've got some other launches to talk about and that's from the Shutterbug Life side and the first I hinted at last week, and we are ready to announce some specifics on uh, the New York weekend. Now, you, some of you know that we have been doing, uh, I have been doing short, um, well, half-day workshops in New York. And primarily I've been doing uh, workshop in the, in the squares in New York, uh, a street photography workshop where we go through um, Times Square, uh, Union Square, and Washington Square Park, and do we learn how to do street photography and street portraits, and just a, little, a lot of fun. And uh, m- my partner in crime, Steve Rosenbach, has also been teaching photography in uh, New York City, and we've We've teamed up to offer the Fall Photography Weekend in the Big Apple. And this is a, a weekend photography workshop in October 27th through 30. That's the evening of Thursday, the 27th through midday on Sunday, the 30th. And we're going to cover a lot of things in it this weekend. First of all, when we get in Thursday, we'll do a meet and greet and we will have dinner together. It gives us a chance to get to know everyone who is attending. And then we'll go and do a night photography shoot in Times Square. It's one of the more iconic views in, in the city. And I thought it'd be a crime if we didn't at least get some of that, some of those bright lights. So we'll go and do that. And then we start in earnest on, on Friday morning. And, and, and I'm going to be leading in, uh, in an architecture in black and white photo, photo walk. And we'll, we'll do some architecture principles, but it will really be focused on seeing and capturing in black and white. And since we've gone to digital, I, I think a lot of us have lost or we we don't quite have the same ability we had when we shot film and we primarily shot black and white to to see and know how a photograph turns out in black and white and it and it it's such a charming genre black and white that is that I think it'd be great just to talk about really 
really starting out and shooting with black and white as the end product in mind. And we'll do that out in uh, in lower Manhattan near the financial district. I think the the architecture there really lends itself to this kind of photography. Lots of great shapes and and lines and texture that we can re- really um really take get some create some striking black and white images. And then after that, we'll continue the architecture theme. And Steve is leading one called East Side Story. And if if you know Steve, you know Steve has an encyclopedia. Um, an encyclopedia-ish knowledge of all things architecture in New York. And he'll be up in Midtown Manhattan. We'll all go up to Midtown and he will take us through some of, uh, some of the, some of the iconic buildings in Midtown Manhattan. Uh, he'll regale you with stories of the architecture and then we'll talk about how to photograph each of these so that we we capture the best of all of these buildings so that's and then after that we we head uptown to harlem and i will lead street photography a street photography workshop in harlem the new harlem as they're currently calling it now Saturday, we are going to start in the morning in Central Park, and the fall colors ought to be on full display then. And Steve is leading a really great walk where he um, lets you capture the full the full splendor of fall colors in Central Park. Then we head to Chinatown, and we'll do some candid storytelling there. And we'll do storytelling in multiple images. So it's not just uh, a one-shot, one-kill, as we used to say in the Army. I know it sounds so cruel now, now that I'm out of uniform. But it's going to be a a more considered and methodical storytelling um, approach that we will talk about in Chinatown. And then after that, we hit to Brooklyn Heights, and we'll we'll sort of put everything together, creating our own photo project, if you will. And then that night, we do some long exposure on the Brooklyn Promenade, and you, we can capture the skyline, and uh, we can do that with some really beautiful long exposure night shoot uh, photography. We'll head back out uh, to the Brooklyn Bridge Park for a sunrise shoot and uh, capture the light of the sun coming up to start the day. Now, you'll have a whole ton of pictures by then, and so we will have a feedback session where you can bring your laptops and or your computer and download your images, and you'll have an opportunity to select your favorite, and we'll get some constructive feedback as well as get to see what everyone else has created. So I think that's a great way of wrapping up that weekend. So you see there'll be a lot of opportunities for great photo ops, lots of feedback, because we're both going to be there and we'll be providing feedback on the spot as well as in the feedback session. With both of us there, you will always have plenty of FaceTime and plenty of opportunity to to learn and interact. Now, 
we've got a bonus. If you want to stick around Sunday afternoon, we're going to try and arrange a pilgrimage over to B&H Photo. Um, for me, that's sort of like the Mecca. Every time I go to New York, I always want to stop by B&H and see the Superstore, and I think you will too. So for those of us who want to hang around, we're all going to head on up to 9th and 34th and uh, see and uh, see the B&H Superstore, you might want to keep your hands firmly on your credit cards because when B&H beckons, it's really hard to resist. All right, so that's what the weekend looks like. And it's it's only 7.49, which is um, for, for three full days of teaching and learning and feedback on your images. And as you know, with us, you share the images in our Facebook groups after and you can get continued feedback on your images. So you can find that by going to shutterbooklife.com forward slash NYC. And uh, you'll you'll find uh, the New York photo tours there. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's uh, New York City is a truly, if you can say a photogenic city, it is. And so we are going to have just a, a spectacular time. So I hope you can come out and enjoy that with us. Next, I want to invite you to New Orleans in in the spring of 2017. And, you know, many of you know that this is an annual an annual photo tour excursion that I take back to New Orleans. New Orleans is where, is where I grew up, where I learned photography. And I love going back there because New Orleans has such a wide variety of photo ops in one small city. And we do everything from... Um, shooting the French quarters where you have so many street performers and you have lots of great old architecture. You have just an energy like, like none other you'll find anywhere in, in this country. I, I dare say. And, and then we have other opportunities. We go into Treme, which is the oldest African American neighborhood in the United States. And it has this, this, rich Haitian influence and it, it inspired the HBO many the, the HBO series by the same name, Treme. Oh man, it's uh it's a lot of interesting people and architecture there. And then we go to a different kind of neighborhood. We go up St. Charles Avenue and in, on St. Charles Avenue you have the Oak Line streets on either side and uh, these mansions on either side are really just majestic and and beautiful and uh, it, it's just it's just new orleans at uh, at its best not far from there we will go into an above ground cemetery and in this above ground cemetery you'll get a lot of ruin and decay and uh, and there's there's a there's a charm to new orleans's above ground cemeteries and you'll see um just in 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 just uh all kinds of interesting stories on display just unfolding right in front of your eyes it's really interesting and really cool we'll also head out to the bayou where you will go out on the bayou itself that's right and we will get alligators and wild boar and and animals just so almost like a nat geo assignment 
We'll go to Congo Square, and uh, they meet and they have a drum circle there every Sunday afternoon. It, that, too, is really interesting and really photogenic. And so, you know, these are just some of the highlights, but you ought to go to shutterbuglife.com forward slash New Orleans and learn more about it, see some of the video from our from last year's highlights and see what kind of fun pictures you get to take. I'm going to invite you to come along. That one is for the weekend is $8.49. The price actually, I dropped the price by 50 bucks this year. So there's a savings. And of course, on this one, if you want to get in now, they, there is an early bird savings if you purchase early. So there are those two weekend workshops, and both are just going to be lots of fun and just spectacular opportunities for for you if you want to get away and really get in and have a, a, a great photography immersion experience where you get to cover, shoot a lot, see a lot, and learn a lot in a short period of time. And then I have one final announcement, and this is the my mentoring club. And this is my online educational community. And this is your chance to really learn over time, right? If you can't compress it into a weekend, then take your time and really work at your own pace. And in the mentoring club, I have a series of seven modules that will take you from, I could say, grade school to grad school, photography, grade school to grad school. You will start off learning photography. You will then, as you get better, you'll work on, you'll work on a series of, of Project 52 assignments. And then at some point, you will start to narrow your focus and find what your, your your niche or your or your style would be and there are modules to help you with that there are modules to help you do some some goal setting so you know where you're going then there are modules to help you now begin to set up your marketing platform and your blog will teach you how to do that and then I'll teach you how to create a marketing a marketing campaign for your picture so that you begin to build an audience. And and the whole point is to take you from A, where you're just a beginner, to the end when you are creating creating your best work, sharing it with the world, and uh, getting the kind of recognition you deserve. The program is designed to take you from one end to the other, not just with videos, but with support, meaning it is a mentoring club, so you will have round-the-clock access to a mentor, me, of course. And you have that in a couple of ways. There, We do two webinars, live webinars for members only each month. And there's one um, which will be a discussion webinar where we usually talk about a topic that is of interest to to the members of the club. You know, if I hear a number of people expressing the same challenges or frustrations, I'll usually create a, a, a lesson on that. And so you can come on and, and learn again on any new subject. Those are all recorded. And so you'll have, you can always go back and listen to them on demand. And no matter when you join, you can hear all the other ones that have passed. And then there's a private Facebook group where you have, um, 
uh, more support, meaning you, if you are ever stuck with anything along the way in any of the curriculum covered, you can always come in and ask a question either of your fellow members or you can tag me and you have, you know, around the clock access because I will, once I've heard that you've asked the question, I come back in and I try and answer. And if the answer is just too complicated to, to, to really do justice there, then I'll go off and record one and bring the recording in for you to, to listen to. And if it's even more engaged, then we'll just make it a lesson on one of our webinars so that you can ask questions as I'm explaining it. So the, we make this, I, I've really created and structured this so that you have the best of both worlds. You have, you have lessons at your disposal. You have new lessons being created constantly so that you can continue to learn in these webinar environments. You have the ability to ask questions and get answers and feedback in that environment. And then this, we also have feedback webinars where you can get critiques on your images and on your blogs and on your marketing campaigns. Whatever you are working on, you can get um, uh, constructive and free feedbacks and critiques on, on your images and projects so that you can, again, have another opportunity to learn and another opportunity to improve. And all of this and all of this for less than a dollar a day, just $29 per month to be a member. And uh, if you prepay for a year, you get two months free. So, um, we're open for enrollment, and enrollment will be only open until September 15, and then we close it down again, and I go back and we put my energy into working with the the members who are there. So I hope you, if that sounds interesting to you, you can see more at shutterbugmentoring.com, shutterbugmentoring.com. All these links will be on the episode 81 show notes, of course. But uh, this can be a great learning opportunity for you if you're really trying to get to the next level with your photography. All right. So three big launch announcements. I hope that one of them speaks to you wherever you are on your learning path. And if you have questions on, on, on any of these, of course, you can shoot me an email, lynn at shutterbuglife.com. I'll be happy to respond. <laughs> Well, that's it for another episode. Thank you so much for coming along with our on our launch event. And I hope you learned a good deal about the 5D Mark IV and the Fujifilm X-T2. Both are great cameras. Hey, if you liked what you heard and you're thinking about either of those, let me know in the show notes. If you are looking at or liking or lusting at any of these cameras, um, just go to the show notes and leave a comment for me or just to shoot me an email. Let me know what you think. Um, if you're in the New York, New Jersey area, go check out my friends at Unique Photo. Um, they were kind enough to, to share some of their, their expertise and time with us. And they, and as Brian said, they've got lots of interesting, um, resources available for you as well. All right. Thank you so much for sticking with us for another week and another episode. This is always so much fun for me, and I'm always so glad that you are here sharing 
your time and photography journey with me. Remember, you can always find these episodes at shutabooklife.com. And if you are new, then you will want to make sure that you don't miss any any future episodes by going to shutterbuglife.com forward slash subscribe and uh, and and uh, making sure that whenever I issue a new one, you'll get an email reminding you so you don't ever miss another one. You have friends who are photographers, who are enthusiast photographers, who love photography, share the episode with them. Go ahead and forward it their way and um, let them know what we're doing here in the Shutterbug Life community. Um, if you're in New York and D.C., remember we do uh, meetups in both of those cities. And of course, you heard about the photo tours. And of course, we're, we're around the clock in our Facebook group. Go to fb.shutterbooklife.com to join the community there in between episodes and share the photography you're working on wherever you are and whatever you happen to be um, shooting. All right. So I'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much again for being a part of our community. We are looking forward to seeing what you are working on and then come on back next week so we can have fun doing this all over again. Hey, until then, wherever you go, whatever you do, enjoy your Shutterbug life. Take care.